Feeling good? Uh, sure. Okay, so hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Bad Nonsense Podcast. It's great to know you're listening. With me uh, over there is the first recruit to the American Space Force, uh, Biscuit. Hi, guys. Remember us? (laughs) It's been a long time, actually. It has, which has been largely my fault. Well, not really. I mean, longer for me, actually, because I went away to hike in the mountains, and you continued working while I was doing that. Yeah, good point, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get a great podcast out of it. I mean, uh, we had uh, Casanova Valentine on. That was absolutely amazing. Great stuff to hear from him. Yeah, he was a awesome guest, and he's um, actually gotten a mini documentary with Vice put out since then, so um, I'm waiting on a check from him in the mail for... Um, getting them started yeah i'd like to you know maybe it's not true but i'd like to say that you know our podcast got him the recognition that caused vice to pick him pick him up as a documentary series Uh, oh it's definitely not true but i still want my paper yeah okay we'll 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 take credit for it we can do that yeah right okay so ladies and gentlemen we've got an excellent show up for you today please keep listening and uh sit back and enjoy the show Okay, so, Biscuit. Yes? Have you ever participated in a competitive eating competition? Uh, I can't say I have. Because I, I, know, I know that you're fond of cooking, right? Like, cooking is one of your things. It is. Um, gorging myself to the point of it coming back up, not so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because this seems to be, like, the big thing in America, right? Like, Americans do this, like, the whole hot dog eating competition or pie eating competition. Uh, the hot dog one's big, yeah. We actually, um, God, now you got me on the spot. I can't remember his name. But the guy before Joey Chestnut, the uh, Kobayashi, I want to say, he actually, a couple years ago, like, tried to rush the stage because he wasn't invited and, like, got removed by security. Oh, so he, he wasn't part of the competition and he, like, protested it? Yeah, he was, like, the king of the whole damn thing for a while. He won it, like, five, six years in a row. And then, I, I don't remember the exact details, but he got um, asked to leave a couple okay. of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. I've only like very briefly heard his name because like I guess like he was like a champion, right? Like he could eat more hot dogs than anyone else and like really that's the only reason I've heard of him. Yeah, he was the guy until Joey Chestnut came around and kicked his ass and now he's the guy, I guess. I mean, it's really not something I think about more than once a year, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, you recently auditioned for MasterChef, which I think is an interesting bit of trivia. I did. You did. Uh, and I've always thought it would be really funny if, like, you know, when you have all these contestants on MasterChef or whatever, after they've cooked all these meals, if they, like, forced one person to eat it all. <laughs> like the person that does the worst has <laughs> to eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> that or just like punish or like make it a whole separate competition like who can eat everything that was cooked on MasterChef today <laughs> I I suppose I'd watch it out of curiosity <laughs> 
I think it could be a good show. But uh, the reason I mentioned competitive eating is because I've got some historical stuff for us today that uh, puts competitive eating to shame, basically. Uh, we're going to be talking about two characters here today. And, uh, well, let me just jump right into it. Uh, Biscuit, I know that you are really familiar and fond of the historical event known as the uh, First uh, first War of the... Uh, War of the <laughs> let me say that again. War of the First Coalition. It is. Um, I actually have it tattooed on me. Yes? Whereabouts? Um, well, that's a surprise. Oh, that's unmentionable, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. So... You know nothing about it, right? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> of course no. you would. Nobody does, right? It's like when you say the War of the First Coalition, like it doesn't automatically pop into anyone's heads. But basically, it wasn't actually a war. It was a series of wars. And it wasn't really a coalition. It was just everyone was fighting France. So other than that, it's a perfectly good name. So people were fighting France and France fought back? Well, that yeah. Well, it was a stereotype. It was the first French Republic, right? And so they declared their first republic, and then everyone attacked them, basically. Okay, because I thought throughout history, when people attack France, they're like, fuck, you win! <laughs> not not as much as history suggests, right? I, I know that's the whole meme, you know, like, everything that happens, France surrenders and eats their cheese or whatever like that. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, France has had its share of military victories as well. But, um it's, it's not so much the historical event as it is like two people who actually served as soldiers in it. And I'm going to start with the first guy. And his name is Charles Domery. All right. Okay. So he is a Pole. He was a Polish guy. Uh, and he joined the Prussian army. Uh, Prussia being whatever Germany was at the time, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why it was called Prussia and that has nothing to do with Russia. I, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of historical stuff. But... Okay, and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> uh, please do not, uh, students. Please do not use us as a reference in any sort of historical class for any essays you might have to write. Uh, you will do badly. You'll do horribly. All right. Um, but anyway, Charles Domery uh, was a Pole, and he joined the Prussian army. Uh, this is during the War of the First Coalition. And uh, I'm going to warn any listeners right now, and Biscuit, I'm going to warn you too, uh, if you're eating food, you might want to stop, because the things that we're about to tell you about, we're going to be talking about people eating things that they wouldn't normally eat, uh, often eating them into quantities of morbid disgustingness uh, is the best way that I can describe it. I like where this is going. <laughs> Or actually, if you really want to, uh, keep eating, listeners, and uh, then... Load up, fuckers! <laughs> yeah, keep eating, and then whatever happens uh, from the disgust of what we're about to discuss, please uh, tweet it to at BigBadNonsense with whatever result that happens. <laughs> and remember, this isn't Roman rules. If it comes back up, you can't eat it and keep going. <laughs> Did Romans do that? Uh, apparently that was... Re-eat their own vomit? Um, in competitive eating, apparently, <laughs> there's, there's a version called Roman rules <laughs> that if you can keep going okay. as long as it goes back. Somebody call up Casanova Valentine. We're going to have deathmatch eating competitions. 
is you get stabbed in the head with a bunch of needles and like you have to eat your own vomit. Well, fucking hot dogs. <laughs> America at its finest. Okay, so Charles Domery. All right, back on topic. Charles Domery, he was in the Prussian army and the interesting thing about him was that he could eat, like he could eat extreme amounts of food. Uh, whatever rations he was given, he would eat it. Um, uh, reportedly, he would eat uh, cats, he would eat rats. <laughs> yeah, he, anything he could get a hold of, he Go would ahead. <laughs> He would eat it, right? It gets stranger, but let's start off like this, right? So he had an insatiable appetite. He just couldn't stop eating. So whatever he could come across, he would eat it. If he didn't have enough food, he would eat grass. Uh, reportedly, he would eat up like several pounds, like a couple kilos of grass each day if he couldn't find anything else to eat. Like he just had to keep eating. And so does he not have taste buds? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess he just had an incomparable desire for food. Right? I guess he always felt so hungry that he had to eat whatever he thought he could digest. Well, yeah, but I mean, back in my high school days, I may have um, experimented with the marijuana once or twice. And I mean, you get you get hungry and you eat a lot, but you don't like look at a lamp and you're like, "Fuck it, let's eat that." <laughs> well, yeah, and the grass is particularly confusing, right? Because. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't, can humans even digest grass? Like, I don't know. There's a question for a biologist, but like, I don't think we're designed to do that. So I don't no, know. Um, something, something sell walls. I remember from school that we can't something, something plants, but, um, again, kids do not use this for your essays. <laughs> if you are, if you're currently studying for a biology lesson, please turn this podcast off yeah. <laughs> or keep listening. Something, something sell walls down. Yeah. They will not be impressed. There we go. Yeah. Or keep listening and tweet the results of your assignments to at big bad nonsense. Yeah, I, I want to see your flaming F. Yes, exactly. So, anyway, Charles Domery, right? He's in the Prussian army, and he's fighting this war of the First Coalition, and uh, they've surrounded some French town. And uh, it's at this point that Charles Domery decides that he's going to defect to the French side. Uh, now, there's several speculations. Come here, we have baguettes! <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually one of the speculations, right? Like, some people say that, you know, he did it because he thought French food was better. He had this insatiable appetite, and he was like, their food is better, so I'll defect. Sure. Sure, why not? Uh, the other uh, theory is that uh, the Prussian army was having a food shortage, so he just thought that this is completely intolerable because he has this uncontrollable appetite, so he defects, right? Like, I don't know, right? The, the history behind this is a little bit fuzzy, but basically, he defects to the French side. And very uh, one-track mind here. Even all the theories are something about food. Exactly, right? Well, like, you hear about people defecting for a whole host of reasons, like ideologies or whatever. But, like, for food? I mean, I guess if you were starving, but, like, they weren't starving. They were just short on food, and this guy couldn't control how much he ate, basically. Sounds like they were short on food because his fucking ass couldn't <laughs> stop eating all of it. Well, here's where I think it gets interesting, because he surrenders to the French, and uh, the general in the town uh, gave him a watermelon, 
because he basically surrendered and he said, uh, there's no food, I'm surrendering to you. And the general gave him a watermelon and he ate the whole thing immediately. Rind and everything. So he ate the entire watermelon. So the part that we would normally spit away or whatever, he just consumes the whole thing. And the general's like, oh, you're really hungry. So he gives him a bunch more food, which he, eat all, he eats all of it immediately. <laughs> just, uh, just picturing this guy just picking up this watermelon and just housing it. Pretty much, right? Like, he... Yeah. That, that's exactly what happened. And, like, any piece of food that he gave him, he, like, just immediately ate it. So they're like, all right, we'll join the French army. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you will make a good goalie for us. <laughs> See, I don't know. It, it seems to me like they should have said, you know, maybe we don't want you in the army either. It's like, uh, but... Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, when the guy picks up a watermelon and starts eating it like a hand fruit, I probably would have been like, holy shit, and probably slowly backed away at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So he joins the French Revolutionary Army, and uh, all of his fellow soldiers are incredibly shocked by his eating habits uh, because he will eat anything, anything at all that he comes across he will eat. He reportedly ate almost 200 cats in a single year, uh, leaving only the skin and bones. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, like, you hear about these stories about in times of starvation, people eat their cat or their dog or something, but eating 200 cats in a year, not over the course of a famine, that's bizarre yeah, he's just doing it because he's fucking bored it, it, bored <laughs> it's not so much that he was bored though he just had to eat like he had no choice like no matter what he was just like i have to eat something right like he that's clearly what... had some sort of condition or something I, I think that's safe to say i mean when you eat 200 fucking cats in a year it's probably fair to say there's something going on with it mm -hmm. uh this i thought was a particularly funny story uh, they eventually granted, granted him double rations, uh, which, of course, wasn't enough. Um, so he just ate whatever he could, right? Hence the cats. Uh, and, of course, he would eat grass if he had nothing else to eat. Um, he would always eat his meat raw or when he could, right? He preferred it raw to cooked for some reason. And um, he started... Let, 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 pause. Pause. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, like... Like a chicken breast or something? He's just gonna beast that thing raw instead of having to cook? Well, that should get you violently ill. Well, we'll get to that, right? Because, like, the, in addition to being able, okay. being able to eat anything, it also seemed that, like, he was superhuman in a way because nothing could kill him, really. <laughs> All right, proceed. Like, you, you, you would think, right? Like, Never mind, yeah, like, chicken. I would. <laughs> Never mind chicken, but, like, eating, like, uh, two kilos or five pounds or whatever of grass, um, like, that should cause you problems right away. Like, Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good point. All the things you're saying, I'm focusing on chicken. Yeah, well, I mean, like, chicken, like, you could eat it raw. Maybe you'll get sick. Maybe you won't. But, like, five, pound, yeah. five pounds of anything could kill you 
yeah, it's not not what they recommend, no. Yeah, like if you ate five pounds of oranges, like you probably wouldn't feel really good, right? And oranges are healthy for you. You would have one serious case of the chocolate farts. <laughs> I can only imagine what he had. Yeah, I... Let's I'm not imagine not that, to. actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but here's where it gets really gross. Um, he started service on a French naval ship, and uh, one of the other sailors on the ship uh, was hit by cannon fire, uh, and it shot his leg off. Uh... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, do I need to go uh, on? <laughs> well, I mean, I, if there's anybody that hasn't figured out where we're about to go... Um... Okay, keep in mind... Okay. Keep in mind this is is this is during an act of battle because cannons are firing and <laughs> he picked up he picked up the leg and began to eat it. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so it's an active war zone, cannons are firing, a sailor's leg gets shot off. And during all of this, he picks it up and starts eating it. He's like, score! Because <laughs> uh, he prefers his meat raw, so <laughs> you don't get it any fresher than that. That's as fresh as it fucking gets, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, now, apparently, uh, one of the crew members on the boat, like, saw this and, like, took it away from him and threw it in the sea. <laughs> No, man. <laughs> this is people. <laughs> well, what else are you going to do, right? Like, if you're 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 fighting a war, and uh, the the casualties of this war, like one of your fellow soldiers starts eating them, like, what else do you do? Like, no, stop. <laughs> yeah. I... Let's just get this out of here. Somebody gets blasted the shit on the boat, and he's like, "Don't worry, I got it." <laughs> I'd be pretty fucking freaked out. I'd throw him over. <laughs> That's probably what they should have done. Um, why they didn't, I have no idea, right? But uh, actually, thinking back to this, they don't mention with the cats, but if he preferred his food raw, that means he ate almost 200 uh, raw cats? Because I'm assuming he wouldn't cook them. No, I'm... In- I mean, there's so many things I don't want to envision here that I'm being forced to. But, I mean, you you got to wonder if he even killed them first or if he was just like, come here, Fifi. <laughs> uh, actually, remember that thought because when we get to the second person, that's oh, going to become important. Yeah, li- oh. like listeners, right? This is your last chance to put down whatever you're eating if you're eating something. <laughs> oh, man. If... i, I got to stop asking questions. Okay. Anyway. Actually, you should pr- no keep asking questions because this is this is gonna keep this is only gonna get better. Um, anyway, so he's in the French Revolutionary Army. He's serving on on board this boat. Uh, eventually, it's captured by the English uh, or the British, I guess, uh, because they're at war at the time, right? This is a war going on. So he is captured and he's taken as a prisoner of war to uh, England. Uh, actually, I think it was Liverpool. Actually, I got it on my screen here. Liverpool he was taken to. And uh, the guards uh, who are witnessing his behavior are immediately shocked by this guy. 
Uh, He's eating the prison. <laughs> he was. That's exactly because the, <laughs> <laughs> he was eating not exactly the prison, but he continually ate the candles uh, that were in the prison. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> like he, As you would. He, he would eat several, like, I guess they kept candles around the prison to keep it lit, right? And he would just be like, okay, well, it's made of fat, so I'll eat it. Eat it. And he did. Like, he re- would repeatedly eat the candles. You got any legs to go with this? <laughs> um, also, the prison uh, had a cat, uh, but no. not for much longer. Yeah, emphasis on had. It had. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because the cat soon disappeared. Well, it didn't disappear. They knew what happened to it. He killed it and ate it. Uh, then with the death of the cat, they had a rat problem, but also not for much longer. <laughs> because any rats that would... <laughs> any rats that were unfortunate enough to wander into his cell uh, soon became his um, food. As, as one would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, noticing this, the British put him on double rations, uh, wasn't enough, uh, they eventually put him on ten times the standard rations for a French soldier, uh, which they didn't really care about because, I guess, under the rules of war at the time, uh, the country where the prisoner was from had to pay for their food. So the British were like, well, we're not paying for this, so we'll just give him ten times the rations. And they're like, fuck it, we'll just run out their entire war chest of this bastard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. A hundred time rations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder I wonder what would have been the limit, right? They say ten. I'm guessing that's about as much as he could eat, was ten times the standard rations. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know, like, how far could they have gone? I guess maybe they stopped there and said, okay, he seems to be fine with this. I mean, at a certain point, you got to have nowhere to put it. Mm-hmm. You, you would think, I mean, I, I remember, I mean, if he's even still alive, I don't even know at this point, but Fat Man on YouTube, you know, he would just gorge himself, and I mean, he he explained to us once that eventually you got nowhere to put it, so mm-hmm. it, it, it finds its way out. Yeah, and pretty I, much. I'm, I'm assuming that's what's going on with this guy. I mean, well, what's this guy look like? I mean, is he like a fucking house? Is he Okay, let's look- let's mention that since you brought up Fat Man, okay? Because like when you hear about mm-hmm. this like, hey, the guy eats like, you know, cats, he's so hungry and he eats raw meat or whatever. Uh, he has 10 times the normal rations. You would think this guy's probably like pretty obese or something like that. Yup. He wasn't. Apparently, oh. he was right. like normal size. Uh, the only unusual thing about him was that he was quite tall. Uh, 190 centimeters or something like that. I, I think that's about six foot three for people who haven't adopted the metric system. Uh, and yeah. He, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he was described as being actually quite handsome by like the people who had met him. So he's Jughead? I guess so. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good way of describing him. Okay. Yeah, he was like Jughead. Like, uh, he's just like a, a tall sort of guy. Um... Actually, we can get into that because, like, once the British saw, like, what he was doing, uh, they said, let's do experiments on this guy because, like, who would pass up, pass up that opportunity? Uh, that's understandable, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they just started saying, what can this guy eat, right? So they started regularly giving him, like, all kinds of food and, like, examining him or whatever. And uh, 
Like they would wake him up at 4 a.m. and give him like two kilos. <laughs> Here's where it gets really gross because I didn't even know this could be considered a food. They woke him up at 4 a.m. and gave him two kilograms of raw cow udder. Mm. Mm. Uh, then like a few hours later, they would give him like uh, another two kilos of like uh, some kind of meat, usually beef. Uh, and then they'd give him a bunch of candles. <laughs> no. Yeah, like they would just give him candles and be like, here you go. Okay, you've had your beef or whatever. Now here's some candles. Here's some batteries, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> if batteries existed, then they, they probably would have given them to him just to see if he oh. would have eaten it, right? So, I don't know. I There's not a lot to indicate he wouldn't have at least given it a go. Yeah, well, as far as I can tell from what I've read, the, the only things he really ate were technically food like the candles not really but like candles were made of like animal fat at that time so you know it, it's it uh it counts i guess and that that's a bit of a stretch but okay i'll give it to you mm -hmm. and of course he used to drink incredible amounts like they would give him stuff like uh beer and rum and stuff like that because he has to like drink this down because eating this insane amount of food is impossible without any liquid and back to what you were saying before, right? He would drink so much of whatever they gave him, right? And like at the time, you know, they used to give soldiers and sailors like weak beer or diluted rum because it was safer than like water at the time because it had that alcohol in it so it would kill any bacteria. Uh, mm. But he would drink it all and still need something to drink, so he would just drink the water. And this is usually like a death sentence, right? Like the whole idea, it's like, you know, you don't, drink this water, it's going to fill you with parasites, but it apparently didn't bother him. No. <clears throat> His body at this point is just like, fuck you. <laughs> so, that's basically where his story ends. I mean, like, he's a prisoner of the British, they do a bunch of experiments, just seeing how much he can eat, they keep giving him cow udders, uh, he's very happy, and, uh, yeah. Do we know how long he lived? That's the thing. Uh, after that, like, the history sort of just vanishes, right? They don't know if he went back to France after the war. They don't know if he went back to live in Poland. They don't know if he stayed in Liverpool. Just that they did a bunch of experiments on this prisoner of war. They were like, yeah, he can eat a lot, and that's basically all we hear from him. <laughs> They're just like, whoa, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, let me look at one example here. So... Uh, 1.8 kilograms, that's 4 pounds of raw cow udder. Uh, then at 9.30, uh, 5 pounds or 2.3 kilograms of raw beef. Uh, 12 large candles of about 1 pound. Uh, then a bottle of porter. All of them were consumed. <clears throat> then he gets another, later in the afternoon, he gets another 5 pounds of beef. Another uh, pound of candles. And a bunch of bottles of like beer, and he just drinks and eats them all. Can you imagine what breastfeeding this guy must have been? Like? <laughs> Here's the thing, though, and, like, when I read this, I was, like, really blown away, because, like, they asked him about his family history, right? Apparently, he was, like, one of, like, many children. Uh, I, I forget. <laughs> he ate them. <laughs> he ate his bro uh, Let me see. Oh, nine brothers he had. And uh, he said, Charles Domery said that all of his brothers had the same condition he did. Well, then how the 
How the fuck do we exist if there were 10 of these clowns running around? No kidding, right? And, like, how have we not heard about the rest of their family? They must have, like, decimated whatever village they lived in. Uh, you would think. <laughs> like, uh, cows everywhere must be holding their udders with, like, fear. Pierre, no! Oh, God, he just ate himself. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even know you could eat cow udder. Have you heard of this before? No, of course you haven't. Uh, it's it, there's a reason you don't see it on a lot of menus. I mean, those those garbage parts technically, but um, no, you you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a delicacy in some parts of France or something like that. It might be. I mean, it's like tripe and stuff like that. It's shit you can't eat, but it's really something that uh, I don't even know how to finish this sentence. Well, actually, not recommended. Well, but that's funny because, like, you mentioned that, but like just today for lunch, I had tripe soup. <laughs> See, I mean, people learn to cook it because it's something that it's really affordable because there's not a high demand for it so people learn how to use it there's a lot of those um lower end parts that because people figure them out out of necessity they actually get elevated to kind of fine dining like um oxtail for example nobody wanted anything to do with that for the longest time i mean it's it's cowtail yeah but then people learned how to cook it down, how to get the sinew melted out of it, and now it's something that you go to the store and it's actually one of the more expensive meat products. You know, I don't think I've ever actually had oxtail. Yeah, it's it's not something that there's a huge section of it at the store or what have you, because, I mean, the cow's got one damn tail, so there's only so much of it. But, um, yeah, it's... It's something that it wasn't all that long ago you could get for nothing, and now it's per pound on par with like some of the crummier steak cuts, like a London broil or what have you. It's about that type of price range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, there you go, right? And as I said, today I had tripe soup for lunch, and I thought it was pretty good, so... But... Utter is stretching it. Yeah, that one I can't think of seeing anywhere. Anyway, listeners, if any of you have ever eaten cow udder or are planning on eating it in the near future, please tweet us at Big Bad Nonsense. <laughs> I'm going to go find a farm and get one today. <laughs> oh, how would you... Well, he ate it raw. How would you cook it, right? Like, he was just eating it raw. I don't know. Yeah. Is, is there a way I mean, of... Pre- I, I figured out of uh, tribute to him, I'd just tackle the fucker in the field and just start chowing down. <laughs> Hello, pod people, and pardon the intrusion. This is just a brief reminder that you can listen to Big Bad Nonsense wherever fine podcasts can be listened to. Currently available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and via our YouTube channel. Please do subscribe and rate us and tell a friend. Uh, since we're moving to a more disgusting place, uh, <laughs> maybe we should get over to the next person uh, on the list that I wanted to talk about. 
he was also a soldier. Um, he was known by the name Terare. Uh, just Terare. We don't know his first name or last name or if that is his first name or his last name. I don't know. The history books are fuzzy on this. The last guy ate his first name. <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Now we're going to have to start pitting and comparing these two guys together. So we've got Charles Domery on the one hand, who will eat, you know, several pounds of grass if he's got nothing else to eat. Now we've got Terare, who at a young age was thrown out of his home by his parents uh, because he was eating them out of house and home. All right. Let's, so, let, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, <clears throat> thrown out of his home, uh, he's basically forced to uh, live on the streets uh, where he makes a name for himself because this guy will eat anything. Uh, he goes around, uh, begs, steals, does whatever he can to eat food. He was always so hungry that he would fish things out of the gutters, out of rubbish bins. Uh, <laughs> whatever he could eat, whatever he could put into his mouth, he would eat it. <laughs> yeah. I get something for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you can see where this is going. <clears throat> yeah. He eventually becomes uh, like a street performer in a way. Like kind of like a, I don't, I don't want to use the term circus freak, but like, you know, that whole idea, like the, the whole sideshow thing where he, uh, he travels with like performers and he entertains people by eating things that you wouldn't normally eat. Come see the amazing trash can. Mm, the amazing Terrari, where he would draw crowds by eating things like corks, rocks, and live animals. These cats can't catch a fucking break. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, it wasn't just cats. It was also puppies. Well, that's going to upset some people. <laughs> Luckily, he's dead, so nobody has to write any angry letters about him. Uh, but, yeah. Proceed. Yeah, okay. So he would eat live animals, whatever people brought him. Uh, he would do the whole competitive eating thing, like people just bring him apples just to see how many he could eat. Uh, and he would just continuously eat apples and be none the worse for wear. Basically, anything they fed him, he would eat. Uh, and he did this as a performer for several years in the streets of Paris. Uh, and he was apparently particularly fond of snake meat. I, In his defense, I've had rattlesnake, and it's pretty good, but... I imagine he just, like, pulled one out of the fucking sewer and ate it, which is probably a little yes, gamier. Right? We're not talking about, like, you know, preparing and cooking the meat and some sort of delicacy. We're talking about, like, here's a snake I found, and he would eat it. Alive, <laughs> dead, roadkill, whatever it was, he would eat it. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yep. So we already know about Charles Domery and uh, his appearance. What do you think... Uh, Terrari would have looked like. Well, I mean, the last guy you said he was fit as a flea. I'm, I'm guessing this guy isn't the pant load I'm imagining either. Mm -hmm. Well, the other guy wasn't really Charles Domery wasn't really fit as a flea. Like they said, he kind of like was like thin and stuff like that. But like he appeared healthy and handsome. Terrari, right. uh, who apparently, from what I can tell, would eat mountains more than uh, Charles Domery ever could, uh, also apparently didn't look particularly odd, except that um, 
He had a particularly large mouth, is how he was described. Well, he's putting that to good use. Yeah, I mean, apparently he could fit like several eggs or several apples in his mouth at one time. <laughs> like, wait, like whole apples? Or whole like apples. Broken. Jesus Christ. Whole apples. Uh, let's see here. Uh, 12 eggs or apples is how it's described. He could fit 12 eggs in his mouth at once. Yes, apparently. This is what that, I've been told. That's not a large <laughs> mouth. That's like fucking cartoon character. It is. Although I guess if he's got like stretchy skin or something, but yeah, it's a lot. I couldn't do yeah. it. I mean, that's Well, no, I would hope not. <laughs> I mean, that's like the face at the beginning of... Do you ever play Mario Paint? You know, at the beginning, you can, like, grab his face and stretch it all around and shit. Mm, I've never played it. Yeah, well, I just take my word on it and fuck that bit then. Go on. Okay. Uh, so apparently he looked totally normal, except for his, like, weird-looking face and huge mouth. And... Uh... <laughs> That's a great description. <laughs> and uh, when he, like, uh, ate, like, when he was full, I guess his stomach would, like, swell up like a balloon. Uh, okay. So, he looks normal, except he appears pregnant, has a gigantic fucking head, and there's raw snake meat hanging off his face. <laughs> Basically, I think what they're trying to get at, yeah, all of this stuff adds up to, like, he stands out. But, like, I think what they're trying to get at is he wasn't morbidly obese, right? Right. Like, he yeah. he looked a little weird. Uh, eating all this food caused him to swell up, which it would. Uh, but then afterwards, you know, he he didn't really, you know, there was nothing really that stood out about him. Apparently, he smelled really bad, though. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he was described as being so badly smelling that, like, you know, 20 feet away was unbearable. Like, you, you, you couldn't get any closer than that. So that's going to make the whole street performing thing kind of rough when you can't get anybody near you. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, I guess, like, you know, they didn't have internet, you know, whenever this was. So, like, uh, in the 1800s, so, like, 200 years ago. Uh, so you hear a guy in town, hey, he'll eat an entire live puppy. Let's go see this. Who cares if he stinks a bit? I want to see him eat the entire live puppy. <laughs> see, see, that wouldn't be much of a draw to me. But I, I guess... It wouldn't people... be a draw now. No. But he, so he's just, like, hollering to these people standing a block away, like, just throw me the puppy if you don't want to come closer. <laughs> uh, well, okay. You have to think, though, that... Around that time, probably a lot of people did stink. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. If he's going around entertaining the unwashed masses, ha ha ha, then mm. maybe to them it's like at least slightly tolerable. Maybe they just like having somebody around that's more fucking revolting than they are. <laughs> that could be it. It could be it. Uh, apparently he also had chronic diarrhea. Um, Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, let's not even get into that. Um, here's where things get really weird, though. Is here He's going around the countryside, making his life as like sort of a performer of some kind, eating 
things. Uh, then he decides to join the French Revolutionary Army, <laughs> which yeah. it's, it doesn't seem like a career path that someone in his position would want. I don't know. It's like here he's he's got to eat out of like trash, eat trash to satisfy his appetite. And he's like, let me go join the regimented life of the army. I hear the legs are just flying all over the place. <laughs> yeah, maybe you heard about Charles po- uh, Domery's like, good fortune and said, hey, you know, I could get a few guts or something. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm going to eat a cow. <laughs> well, just like Charles Domery, uh, once joining the military, the rations were just not enough for him. So regularly he would like you know scavenge for whatever scraps were left over whatever trash piles were left behind as the the armies moved through or whatever he would just eat it all basically because like the rations were never enough apparently he would also like uh do things for like other soldiers in exchange for food like whatever bullshit they had to do they were like hey terrari you know do this for me and i'll give you my bread or something like that <laughs> Do my chores and you can have this turd I just made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the military uh, didn't work well for him uh, for a few reasons. Of course, he couldn't do the physical work without getting tired because he was always so hungry. And because he couldn't always eat, he would just be exhausted all the time. So they sent him to a military hospital, basically. So, like, as soon as he stops eating, he just, like, falls over and starts wheezing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There's no real accurate description. Just basically that, like, the food wasn't enough, so he was always exhausted. All right. Needs more puppy. Yeah, needs more puppy. So he's admitted to a military hospital. And, of course, just like the case of Charles Domery, uh, they're like, hey, let's experiment on this guy. Um, <laughs> uh, really, what they should have done is opened a hospital that was just for Terrare, though, because having him at this hospital was disastrous. Um, here's where things get really gross. Uh, I, I have some guesses, but go ahead. Actually, I'd love it if you'd take a guess first. Um, let's just say I'm thinking the number of patients there goes down suddenly. Well, <laughs> uh, not that he was eating live patients, uh, but uh, he would regularly break into the uh, mortuary and oh, eat the corpses. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so that's worse somehow. <laughs> well, yeah. If you think about Charles Domery, right? The guy gets his leg blown off, and he's like, "Oh, fresh meat." This guy is like, you know, he's going down to where these people have died of who knows what horrible things, and have been dead for some time, and says, "This is good enough for me to eat." Yeah, he's looking back at the. Fresh meat? Like, why are you some kind of fucking freak while he's eating a corpse? Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, oh boy, I don't even know if I want to mention this. Ah, Can't turn back now, but Yeah, get ready, Biscuit. Anyone who's listening, put down your forks. Um, this is 200 years ago, 
um, one of the medical procedures that they still did at the time was bloodletting. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he would regularly find his way into the rooms of patients who were having their blood let. And, uh... uh, uh <laughs> just do it. Drink their blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Do you have any puppies? (laughs) Uh, And, okay, in addition to this, he's also breaking out of the hospital at night to go and scavenge, like, uh, trash receptacles and, like, scraps outside of butcher shops. So, like, this guy is insatiable, right? He's breaking out to eat rubbish. He's sneaking down into other parts of the hospital to eat whatever's left over from the hospital environment. Uh, yeah. Huh. And uh, this this is how it goes. Um, yeah, oh boy. Just to give you an idea about how much this guy could eat, usually the hospital staff at, uh, at mealtime had to restrain him. Like, they basically had to tie him down because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise everyone's trying to eat their food uh, and you're going to have to battle with Terare to, to eat it. Um, so the doctor said, okay, let's try an experiment. So they have like the food set out for a bunch of hospital workers, 15 of them. And they just bring in Terare and they say, go ahead. Uh, he ate everything, enough food for 15 people. He ate it all. He ate it all. Uh, he bloated up like a balloon and he passes out and falls asleep. <laughs> he sprays shit everywhere and goes to bed. <laughs> uh, on one occasion, he was presented with a live cat. Yep. He uh, ripped it open. Uh-huh, yep. Drank its blood. This puppy <laughs> tastes like shit. Uh, I, I don't know how cat meat tastes. I'm assuming it's not delicious because we don't generally eat cats. No, I, I, I can't say I could give you any insight there. Mm. Uh, he ate it live. Well, I mean, like uh, for as long as it lived, I guess. I mean, he ripped it open and yeah, yeah. He ate uh... everything. He ate everything yeah. except the bones. Well, I mean, yeah, you gotta show a little decency. Uh, yeah. Um, the hospital staff gave him other animals, like puppies, which he ate. Uh, lizards, which he ate. <laughs> I think I'm just depressed. <laughs> it, how could you not be, right? Like, it's a puppy. Like, nobody looks at a puppy and says, oh, yum. Right? Like, you look at a puppy and say, oh, that's so cool, I love dogs. And even if you don't like dogs, you're like, yeah, whatever, it's a puppy, and you walk away. Like, you don't... uh, You don't start drooling and reaching for the hot sauce. (sighs) Like, eating animal babies is like... I mean, I guess we eat veal and stuff like that, but like... Which is delicious. Which is delicious, but, I don't know, (laughs) still. Just kind of put it out of your mind that that's what you're doing. Uh, sorry. Someone outside is driving by on a motorcycle. <laughs> I, I, I heard that. <laughs> My neighbors with their loud motorcycles. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's puppies. Yeah. 
Apparently, he also swallowed whole eels. Uh, yep. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That that doesn't right. shock me so much. I mean, like he's already eaten a puppy. It's like he swallowed an eel. I'm like, well, at least like you know, people normally eat eels. Uh, yeah, the, he's kind of set the bar where you don't even really blink at that one at this point. Well, I mean, eels are food. Like, right? People eat eels. Like, it's not like yes. it's not a common food, but it's a food, right? Right. Puppies. Yes. I mean, even in cultures where they eat dogs, I don't think they eat the puppies. I I don't I don't know. I don't I, know, but they certainly don't eat them live. No, I, and I, the only thing I can think of where, and I, I might as well keep going at this point. We've already repulsed fucking everybody listening. Um, yeah. How like, much listeners? How much do you hate me for bringing this to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the the only one I can think of is you know the like live monkey brain thing. Some cultures do where they like bring it to the table and like scalp the top of it and you like pick it while the monkey's still alive but is that I'm real? pretty sure even that yeah um that is a thing i'm pretty sure even the few places that we're doing it though are starting to make it illegal so that's the only one i can think of that's comparable and i'm pretty sure um 2018 even that we're starting to say all right cut that shit out mm the thing is, right, you know, it's not like at one time he ate a puppy. He ate puppies, right? I don't have the number of how many, but it's plural, right? There's an S on the end. He ate puppies, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I like dogs. Not many people yeah. dislike dogs. And, like, I like puppies even more. Yeah, my, my girlfriend's never going to listen to this podcast ever again. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think we probably grossed out enough people that no one's going to listen to the podcast ever again. All right. So welcome, thank you for listening to the last episode of the big bad nonsense podcast. <laughs> no. All right. Anyway. All right. Tarari's story is not over though. Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, moving on from the, well, I guess it, uh, this still involves eating, but of a different kind. Um, basically the French said, okay, he's still in the army, right? He can't stay at this hospital eating puppies for the rest of his military career. We need to make use of him. So they come up with the idea. They're like, okay, this guy can eat anything. So we'll get him to eat a box with a message in it. <laughs> yeah, he can already see this not going to... <laughs> um, yeah, what was you were saying before about the French army not being having a good reputation in battle? Um, anyway, they said, we'll make him eat a box with a message in it. And we'll use him to smuggle peop- smuggle messages uh, behind enemy lines. Why a box? I mean, people have done this before. You, like, keister it in a balloon or something. Well, I don't know if they had, like, balloons, like, you know, 200 years Late- ago. Latex? No, probably not yet. Okay, um, but you're right, though, because think about it. You could make, like, a metal capsule. Yeah, I mean, I would think something more efficient than a box. A box sounds like they're just trying to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. And it was made of wood. <laughs> okay. Right. right. But that's the thing, right? Like, you, you don't need to get this guy to do that, right? Like, people smuggling things, like, inside their bodies is not... Like, even 200 years ago, that shouldn't have been that new. 
And no. uh, like you could put it in other things, like something metal that you could seal. Like they had that technology, right? Like even just like, you know, shoving it up your butt like they do in prison, like smuggling things inside your ass. Yeah, uh, keister in it. Yeah, right? So why they needed Terrari for this, I don't know. The whole idea was that, here, you eat this box, it has a message in it, you go behind enemy lines, you poop it out, you give them the message. This way, if anyone searches you, I guess even if they look up your butt, uh, they're not going to find anything, so they won't know you have a message. Some guy shining a flashlight up his ass and sees a wooden box, and he's just like, no. <laughs> With a few puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, anyway, this was their plan. They tested it, and I thought this was really funny. Uh, the general, like, the main general or whatever, he presents them to all the other generals, and he says, this is Terare, this is what he's going to do, and he says, okay, demonstrate this for us. So, like, he ate the box, and they brought him back in front of the generals, and he pooped it out, and he said, ha-ha, here's the message. And all the generals are like, yes. <laughs> Bravo. He said, he said, ha ha. Is that <laughs> historical? It's down in the books, right? You know, history of the French Revolution. Quote, Terare. Ha ha. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all the generals are like, bravo, Terare. And he was rewarded with like a barrel of cow lungs. <laughs> this is just so bizarre to picture. Just like, okay. This guy's like, watch this, and he just shits a wooden box out, and then they're all like, bravo! <laughs> Cow lungs. Uh, <laughs> Here's uh, a vat of piss for you. <laughs> okay, but apparently, uh, so his, his mission then, okay, the, the generals weren't sure how apt he would be for this mission. So they kind of did it as like a test mission. And his job was to smuggle a message to uh, a French general in captivity uh, behind the Prussian lines. And uh, the message basically said something like, uh, please write back confirming you got this message. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's it's nothing super secret. It's not important information. They want to see, can Terari actually do this, right? They're like, you know, is he mentally fit enough to actually do this task so they dress him up as like a german peasant uh or prussian peasant or whatever and they send him behind enemy lines now what do you think would be the first and most important thing when you're sending a spy somewhere what skill does that spy need to have the ability to not eat livestock that he's walking past i would put that high on the list uh <laughs> <laughs> um, I think nowadays it's probably not uh, a concern that most military intelligence organizations have. But they had to have been thinking about it with this guy. Like, you know, remember, don't eat the sheep. Uh, yeah, yeah. There is that. You know, like this guy's gonna stand out. You know, once his hunger takes over. Uh, but the other thing that's important is you got to speak the language of whatever country you're infiltrating. Yeah, that, that part does help. Mm, Terari did not. He didn't speak German. 
So they didn't think about that part when they sent him over? It's unclear what they were expecting, right? Like, there's not a lot of details on these guys, right? Like, they weren't, like, important people. They weren't nobles. They weren't, like, rich people. So I guess they kind of assumed they were expendable. That's my theory, right? But, like, whether they considered it or not, I guess they didn't care because they just dressed him up and said, all right, go. So you've got a guy who speaks only French, wandering around the countryside, eating people's pets. See, <laughs> Gail! Uh, of course he gets noticed, and he gets captured. Right. Yes. Um, interestingly, he went through like a lot of beatings and torture uh, before... He was willing to give up the secret. Apparently, he didn't give up his secrets easily. Well, that's noble, I guess. Yeah, but it's funny because, like, you know, he's spent so much time putting things in his mouth, and now he actually keeps his mouth shut for once? That, and you'd think they'd just wait and be like, well, it's going to come out eventually. We'll just... Well, they didn't, they didn't know initially that uh, he had a right. message inside. Right? They were just like, this guy's a French spy of some kind, and he ate my cat. Uh, <laughs> what do we do with him? They torture him a bunch, and eventually he does reveal that like he's carrying a message, and he's going to poop it out. <laughs> so they hang on to him, he poops it out, and they read the message, and they're like, that's it. Uh, so they just basically... It just says, like, Germany sucks. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was just this test message, right? Like, confirm that you've received this message, right? He's sitting there, like, he finally gives up under torture and says, I'm carrying a top-secret message. They get that message, and the message says, hey, did you get this letter? That's going to be a little disappointing. I guess so, but I guess they felt sorry for him because all that they did to him was just beat the shit out of him and send him back. Uh, yeah. Shit in boxes. <laughs> He, uh, I guess feeling, I, I want to say humbled by this experience, but I don't think that's the right adjective, returns to the hospital, the military hospital, and says, please cure me because my life is a disaster because of my overeating. Uh, they spend, he spends several years at the military hospital trying to be rid of whatever condition he has that makes him want to eat everything basically. Uh, none of it works. Uh, some of like the things were ridiculous. I'm not even sure how it was supposed to help him. Like They gave him a diet of like soft-boiled eggs, and the, I don't know how that was supposed to work, but it didn't. They gave Please him all- save me from overeating. Okay, here's some food. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they were thinking like the eggs were supposed to suppress his hunger? Yeah, because... That's how that's been going. Mm-hmm. They also gave him, like, opium, whatever. Basically anything they gave him, like, it didn't work, right? He would still regularly, like, break into the mortuary to eat dead people. He would still break out of the hospital to, like, eat the rubbish outside of butcher shops. Like, it, 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 nothing worked. And um, uh, this is this is really going to be the nadir of the pro- the podcast here. Uh, eventually, we, we haven't reached that already. <laughs> no, we haven't reached the nadir. A toddler went missing from the hospital. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Can't put it back. Just go. Okay, okay. Now, here's the thing, though. It was never conclusively proven that Terari ate the toddler. <sighs> of course, he was immediately suspected. All the hospital staff were like, uh, this is probably Terari. Uh, the doctors at the hospital, uh, whether or not they believed he ate the toddler or not, weren't willing to defend him of it. I think at this point, they just wanted to get rid of this guy because they have this stinking chronic diarrhea thing who will eat everything in sight. And I'm sure they had to devote several hours of attention to him. I mean, they had to strap him down to stop him from eating everyone else's lunch. Maybe they just used it as an excuse to get rid of him? Possibly, but for me, if I'm hanging out with some guy and you ask me, would he eat a toddler? If my answer is I don't know, then mm. that that's that's enough for me to tell them to get the fuck away from it. If, and that's the thing, right? They probably should have said this much earlier, right? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There was children at the hospital. They should have. I. Uh, they should have seen this coming. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they kicked him out of the hospital. They. They did the right thing, basically. Right thing would be catapulting him into the sun. But yeah, given where they were technologically. Yeah, he was kicked out of the hospital. Uh, apparently, a few years later, uh, he came back to one of the doctors who was treated. I don't think he came back to the same hospital, but he came, he went back to one of the doctors who had treated him before, uh, complaining that he had gotten sick because he swallowed a golden fork. I hate when that happens. Yeah, no kidding. Um, apparently, though, the doctors examined him. He didn't have... Whatever, they didn't think it was a fork that was the result. Uh, he had tuberculosis, basically. He was dying... Uh, and he died in hospital not long after he reported. Ta-da! Ta-da! They did an autopsy on his corpse, which stank horribly, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, they found that, like, I guess his esophagus was huge. It went directly into his stomach. So he's some kind of oddity of nature, I guess is the most diplomatic way I can put it. That's that's polite, yeah. Mm. <laughs> this was a bad topic. <laughs> uh, now that we've reached the full end, what what have we learned from talking about these people today? Uh, learned? <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Um, <laughs> you... With a lot of people, mm-hmm. hey, he eats puppies like popcorn would probably be the worst thing about them. And then this guy comes along, mm-hmm. and it's it's just kind of like a footnote, and holy shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should have started, maybe I should have started with Terrari and finished with Charles Domery, but... No, you can't, though, because, like, there's the guy eating a leg that's blown off by cannon fire. <laughs> that's at least a funny visual. That's at least a funny image. Uh, and then there's a guy who eats puppies and is implicated in the disappearance of a toddler. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. Uh. 
let's leave it at that. He's dead. We don't have to worry about him anymore. Maybe his ghost haunts pet cemeteries or something. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is that, you know, you don't hear about cases like this anymore. Because... Like no, you, because now if you see somebody in the street doing that, somebody's got to pop them in the head. There's that, and, you know, I'm assuming modern technology and modern medicine helps us control these these conditions in a way, if they still happen. Like, nobody's really sure what either Domari or Terrari had that made them so insatiable. I've I've never heard anything like that before. I mean, we got... Some people with serious obesity problems, but it, it's usually coming out of, uh, you know, a white paper bag with grease stains on the bottom of it. You know, they're not like mm-hmm. fishing in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you hear about those people who have those odd diets where like they like to eat their own hair or they eat glue yeah. or something like that. And I guess that's the psychological problem, but none of them have ever said, hey, I'm going to change from eating hair to ripping the fur off a puppy and consuming it. I keep trying to steer you away from the puppy thing. You just just won't do it. Uh, But like, I, I, I can't let that escape me, right? Like I was reading about these guys and I'm like, oh yeah, they ate a lot of stuff. And like, and as soon as I get to puppies, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to bring it up anymore. That's good. Uh, (laughs) So pseudo interesting side note i guess Mm -hmm. because i was trying to pull up anything whatsoever that could change the subject Mm -hmm. um apparently they're eating cow udder is a thing um looks like it's called kiri Mm k-h-e-r-i um looks like some kind of mash dish i also see um like some Recipes for roasting it. I see cow udder eclairs, which what? Tell me this doesn't. Yeah, and tell me this doesn't sound delicious because here's step one: soak the cow udders in nair to remove the hair. And this this, this is a nair. Isn't nair that stuff that women put on their legs to like dissolve the hair? That that's the one. Like it's hair remover. Yep. And um, that one of these recipes, that's uh, what you do first to get the hair off it. And then you rinse that off. And Go on. So, so technically it's a thing, but um, note, you also need one container of nair. That's what I like to see when I'm pulling up recipes. Um, Ingredients. Cow udder, mm-hmm. nair, Yep. Nair, brown sugar, dripping cream, artichoke hearts, butter, and smelt. Mm. Smelt is that little fish, right? It's like an anchovy. Uh, Yep. So, uh, I gotta tell you, that doesn't sound very good. But apparently, they are used in cuisine by people. You know what? Uh, It might not sound very good. But after everything we've just talked about... Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was trying to take us somewhere. Yeah. You know what? Maybe we should try some cow udder recipes. We'll put that in the show notes for you. 
All right, yeah, I, I will. I will pull up my favorites. <laughs> All right. So, what have we learned from this? The answer is that we've learned uh, a new way of cooking with cow udders, and I expect everyone who is listening to try it out and tweet us at Big Bad Nonsense. I am Sock. That has been Biscuit. Thank you for listening. Biscuit, is there anything that you would like to plug as we finish out this show? Uh, usually I got something for you here, but no, just my delicious recipes that we'll be putting up for you soon. So remember to grab that nair. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, I'd like to remind everyone that we are at Big Bad Nonsense on Twitter. You can find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. I almost forgot that one there. Uh, oh, yeah. We should probably once again mention, uh, you know, Casanova Valentine, friend of the show, Deathmatch Wrestler. And, yeah, he's got a Vice Mini documentary up right now that you can find through them pretty easily, or him on Twitter. He's Casanova Val 666. Um, it's only about 15 minutes long, so, I mean, you should easily be able to find some time for it, and it's pretty cool, so check it out. I have watched it. And even though I'm not into deathmatch wrestling, I did enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the podcast that I wasn't able to be part of. So no matter what your background, please find Vice documentaries. Look for deathmatch wrestling. You'll find Casanova Valentine, friend of the show. And thank you, everyone. It's been great to know that you're listening. And that's the end of our show for today. Bye.